Hey, I'm Heather, a chaos coordinator and mom of three young kids. Chaos and cookies is literally my life, with never-ending dishes, laundry, you name it. Being a mom is a blessing, but it also comes with hard days too. Together, we can find the humor and real solutions to lighten your load and clean up the crumbs. You're listening to the Chaos and Cookies Podcast. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Chaos and Cookies podcast. I'm very excited to welcome today's guest. Her name is Allison Johnson, and she's a senior editor for National Geographic Books. And she sent me her amazing Thousand Perfect Weekends, Great Getaways Around the Globe book. It's on my coffee table. The images are beautiful, very interesting stuff in here. And before I bring her on, I'm going to just give you a a proper intro on who Allison is. And I'm hoping with this interview, we'll be able to shed some light on some fun getaways to do with the kids or maybe uh, for seniors and uh, get some more insight since holiday season is coming, which means a lot of people travel. So Allison Johnson is a senior editor for National Geographic Books, where she publishes travel, photography, cookbooks, and illustrated reference titles, including the New York Times bestselling Blue Zones Kitchen by Dan Butner, the top selling 5,000 Ideas series by Joe Yogurst, NATJA award winning 100 Dives of a Lifetime by Carrie Miller, best selling What to Eat When by Dr. Michael Roizen and Dr. and Michael Crupain, and the upcoming National Geographic, the 21st pre century. Previously, she worked as a lifestyle editor at Everyday Rachel Ray magazine, where she covered food, travel, and DIY. She lives in Northern Virginia with her husband and two children. Please welcome Allison Johnson to the podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. You're so welcome. I'm super excited to have you here. Uh, First, let's jump into an icebreaker, and then I've got some questions for you. Sounds good. So, what is your favorite cookie or cookie memory? Oh my goodness. My favorite cookie is, um, God, that's a hard one. So it's not the cookie itself. It's the whole dessert, but, a, a, my favorite dessert in the world is a hot fudge Sunday served on a warm chocolate chip cookie. Ooh. There's something about that combination of a homemade chocolate chip cookie with vanilla ice cream and hot fudge. So it's overly indulgent, but that is my favorite. Um, my favorite cookie memory has to be when I was at Rachel Ray magazine and we did a holiday cookie bake-off and a taste test. And I think in total, the staff tried about a hundred different cookie flavors for the holiday season. And what can beat that for, you know, a cookie memory is trying every cookie under the sun. And our test kitchen was working night and day to create all of those recipes for us to try. My favorite in the bunch was a crinkle cookie. That was a double chocolate cookie, um, with powdered sugar on top. That was absolutely delicious. Oh, I make those for Christmas. They're really, really good. That's raw. Like I just eat the dough. Exactly. We're lucky if I even get them in the oven at that point. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Just spoon it into the mouth. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, how fun was it to work with Rachel Ray? It was really fun. She's exactly as lively and vivacious as she appears on TV. Super friendly, super charming. Um, You know, she wasn't in the office on the day-to-day basis, as you can imagine, she's very busy, but she was always so warm and welcoming when we were with her. And she, you know, is so full of ideas all the time from her recipes to just fun parties to throw. And she was really great to work with. 
awesome. I was just interested when I was reading your bio, I was like, how fun is that to work with yeah, her? It was and an exciting time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I bet. I bet. And she seems lovely and she has great, great recipes. I mean, yes, yeah, she does. <laughs> <laughs> so let's jump into, um, this thousand perfect weekends book. Uh, it's national geographic. And why don't we go into a little bit more about what you've done with the book and what you think would make a perfect weekend getaway. So the book is, as you said, a thousand weekend getaways, which comes out to, we did the map 19 years of weekend traveling and it spans the globe. So there are weekend, there are tons of weekends in the U S that you can do with the short car ride or a quick hop on the plane, but we also added international destinations. So you know, if you are taking a longer vacation, if you are going to Rome or Paris or somewhere kind of iconic and you have more than just a few days, you can tack an extra weekend onto that longer vacation and have kind of a bonus excursion in the mix of your traveling. So we really look to do, um, quick getaways that you can go places for 48, 72 hours, get a lot in there, whether it's sites to see things to eat and drink, places to visit theme parks. Um, and we divided each chapter of the book to focus really on what type of traveler are you? So there's a chapter for people who love to go to the beach. There's a chapter for pet friendly vacations. There's a chapter for family friendly vacations. We have, um, enabled adventures as a chapter, which is focused on disability friendly vacations that you can take. So we really wanted to have a diversity of places you can go and also types of travelers you might be that would pick up this book and find something to do for them and their families. Oh, wow. Yes. It's a, it's a big book. So lots of, I mean, 19 years of weekends is a lot (laughs) and traveling is, uh, something that's kicking back up because of pandemic and, uh, was wondering, did you, when you're editing the book, were you allowing for those shifts as well, or is it really like back pre-pandemic? So we started the book pre-pandemic and then when COVID happened, you know, we had to revisit everything to make sure one, the places we were recommending were safe to travel to, but also that they still existed because a lot shut down during the pandemic. Thankfully, you know, by nature of National Geographic, a lot of what we're recommending you do is get outside, explore the great outdoors. So a lot of the book was pandemic safe after, you know, we went back and looked at it, but we worked on this book throughout 2020, um, before its publication. And so now it's out there and you can do everything in this book now safely, but, you know, international travel is a bit harder, but everything in the U S we feel comfortable saying, get out there and explore. And now that we're all feeling a bit safer, a weekend's kind of the perfect way to dip your toes back in the water of traveling. You're not committing to a full week or 10 days somewhere. You're just two days or three days somewhere. It's a good starting ground to travel again. Absolutely. Cause I think there, uh, there's a lot of people that are still gun shy or they, I think a friend of mine just booked her first travel in like two years. Mm-hmm. I remember I just got on a plane a couple months ago for the first time. And I was like, Oh, but I mean, <laughs> really it's fine. <laughs> Yeah, it's safe, but you know, we all have this fear now built into traveling a bit. And if you're still not ready to hop on a plane, like there's a whole chapter just on road trips. So you can do either in the car or rent an RV or something and get out on the road and explore if you're still still feeling gun shy about getting out there. Do you have a favorite weekend getaway in this book? I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of 
I'm sure you have many favorites, but I have many favorites, but one of my favorites and it's top of mind right now because of the time of year we are in is Burlington, Vermont. Um, It's a a place my husband and I went on a vacation without the kids. And it was such a joy to be up there at this time of year in the fall because the fall foliage is so pretty. And they have one of my favorite outdoor activities I've ever done, which is biking the causeway in Burlington. And so it's a 23 mile round trip bike ride, but it's easy bike riding. I am not a biker. I was still able to bike all 23 miles. My husband was actually healing from a foot injury and was still able to bike all 23 miles. But you go out on this little strip of land that um, at the end of the bike ride that goes out onto Lake Champlain and you just have miles and miles of beautiful scenery to look out and observe. And it's, it's a really fun bike ride and really beautiful on top of it, especially in the fall season when the leaves are changing. Do you have to rent bikes or can, do you bring your own for this excursion? You can bring your own. We rented because we had flown into Burlington, so we couldn't bring our bikes with us, but they have tons of bike shops in the center of Burlington, which is where you actually start the bike trail from. So you can do it um, on a road bike. You can also rent e-bikes to do it if you need a little help on the boost um, from the motor from it. So there's plenty of places to rent your bikes there. Wonderful. I mean, getting outside is key, especially now this is the time of year right before it gets super, super cold in some places. I'm in Austin, so it's perfect weather. It's not too hot. It's not too cold. It's kind of can't make its mind up really, but (laughs) you know, it's a very outdoorsy place to be. And uh, so it's the time for sure. Now that the holidays are coming, um, what, um, any ideas for great weekends with the kids? You mentioned there was a whole chapter for family friendly. Uh, (laughs) most of the listeners are moms and they have families and probably looking to do something, maybe something different. What would you say to that? Yeah, we have, like you said, a whole chapter on family friendly getaways. So there are at least 30 entries in the book that are very geared towards families. Many of the other adventures can be done with your families, but this had kids in mind. Um, Joe Yogurst actually wrote this chapter for us and he has two daughters himself. So he has done a lot of these experiences with them too. One of my favorites that's a bit of a surprise, I think for families is the San Juan Islands in uh, Washington state. And I say it's a surprise because it's a water-based trip. You are kayaking on this one, but it's easy kayaking. So you're not going to bring your toddler along, but if you have elementary age kids or older, it's a great trip for them because you, um, you kayak from island to island. And what's so fun about it is the wildlife you see along the way. So there's going to be otters in the water that you might encounter in the right season. There'll be killer whales off in the distance that you're going to see. So the kids love seeing that nature and being outdoors and having a really great experience. And there's even a three-day kayaking trail that you guys can participate in and you can do it in camp or you can do it and then kayak back to shore and stay in a nice hotel or an Airbnb after you're done kayaking for the day. But it gets the kids outside and enjoying nature and wildlife in a really fun way that they'll be really excited about to participate in. I feel like the nature and seeing wildlife is fun for all ages too. Like where like I'll see deer on the way to taking the kids to school. And every time we get really excited, it's the same family of deer, but it's exactly. fun to see it. Right. Exactly. Um, another favorite of mine, and it, it's in the same vein as Costa Rica is actually a great place for families because it's full of adventures, big and small. So they, any age range can go there. Um, older kids will have you zip line through rainforests. When you're in, in Costa Rica, you can go on ATV tours, 
Um, but then there's also for younger kids, there's just beautiful beaches that they can play at that are in the foothills of rainforest. So it's beautiful and scenic. They can learn to surf. They can snorkel a little bit. So it's a really fun destination. If you're looking to get outside of the U S that's not super far away, it's pretty accessible. Um, and it's also very budget friendly in Costa Rica. So you can take the whole family and not break the bank on it. Absolutely. Do you, in the book, do you go into detail about safety protocols or things to watch out for, or do you give like discretionary, like if you have small kids, probably not best. Do you uh, make those recommendations? Yeah, we don't really do too much safety. Um, but we do tell you kind of the age ranges when they are family adventures that it's meant for and who would enjoy it most. And so, you know, we have an itinerary for going to New York city with children and we, you know, we, that city can all oftentimes feel very adult oriented, but there are places and things to do with younger kids. And we tell you, you know, this is great for these middle school age children, or this is great for high schoolers, or this is great for the younger crowd. So we do try to, when we're focusing on families, tell them the age ranges that these activities would be appropriate for. Perfect. And then also talking about the chapters, because the holidays are coming, typically that means families are together. Maybe, um, your, your grandparents are going to be with you or someone that might have a disability. You had mentioned that there's uh, senior friendly getaways as well. And, um, the, uh, I think it's enabled in adventures chapter. Mm -hmm. Yep. So for seniors, there's lots that you can do throughout this book. You know, one of my favorite places that I think is for all ages, young to senior is Sedona, Arizona. It's a great destination where more active members of your family can go hiking every day and explore the red rocks that are there. And then the people who aren't as mobile can really find spas or other places that they can enjoy the scenery, but don't have to be out and about on their feet all day. So that's a really great place. And then you all can get together and go on what's called the pink Jeep tour, which is one of my favorite adventures in Sedona. You off-road through those rock canyons. And at times it's almost like you're going to drive off a cliff and it's really fun adventure. You're not driving off a cliff. Don't give grandma or grandpa a heart attack though, if you bring them along. <laughs> I promise it's safe. You can bring the kids along, but it's, it's just one of those thrill. It's almost like a thrill, thrill ride in nature. And I think people would really enjoy doing that. Um, our enabled adventures chapter is near and dear to my heart. My mom was a special education teacher her entire life, um, and especially um, focused on autism. And so this chapter really focuses on all types of abilities. And it's also great for families who might have kids who have different needs than others. And so we have inclusions of places like Sesame Place, which is um, the first sensory friendly theme park in America. There are others now, but they put, kind of put that on the map. And so not only do they have a sensory room for children who might have autism or sensor, sensory sensitivities, but they give you a map that will tell you what rides and attractions might not be best for your child and what will be best for your child. So it's really friendly for all types of needs. We also in Enabled Adventures have a ton of options for people who are wheelchair bound or who might be visually or hearing impaired um, of all ages. And I think it's really important to remember that not every traveler looks the same. And so we wanted to make this book as inclusive as possible for all types of travelers and families so that there is something to explore for everyone. That's amazing because I think a lot of times if you have a disability or you have maybe a child or someone in the family, you feel limited and you don't want to overwhelm the child or the person. And you also don't want to be overwhelmed yourself. And then 
maybe oftentimes they, they don't take the trips at all. Mm-hmm. And so this is a really great chapter to check out, to take out, not the, take out the boundaries and the barriers and hopefully maybe broaden the horizons a little bit. Exactly. And we even have a top 10 list there of um, resorts you can go to and other destinations that have special programs built in for whatever special needs you might have. And so there's Caribbean destinations and there's cruise lines and there's hotels, and it really narrows in what does your family need the most out of this vacation. Oh, that's so cool. I need to read it on that section. It's, it's such a it's a hefty book. And so you could just, (laughs) there's so much in there and I keep it on my coffee table and I catch the kids flipping through it and being like, mommy, look at this. I want to go here, (laughs) go there. (laughs) It's like, well, let's see where it is and how much does it cost? And maybe someday, um, (laughs) what are the more breath, like more breathtaking destinations that could, you could find in the book? I mean, they're all breathtaking. And I think what I love about the book is that you can flip through and the pictures are so beautiful that you can almost travel there from your armchair because it's just so stunning to see. Uh, One of my favorite pictures in the book is in one of the most beautiful destinations in the Rhone Valley in France. And that's where a lot of the best wines are. So if mom and dad need a break from the kids, that's where you can go. But they have these beautiful lavender fields. And I believe the image of that is a lavender field at sunset. And it's just so stunning to see. And it feels like you're on another planet. It's just so beautiful. Um, Closer to home, back in Vermont, Stowe, Vermont is this picturesque, ski village. And it's actually where the Von Trapp family from the sound of music, the real life Von Trapps moved to America and created their guest lodge. And so they, um, opened a guest lodge in the 1940s. And then the whole town of Stowe kind of followed that model. So it's almost like you're in the Alps, but you're in Vermont and you have this beautiful mountain scenery around you. You can go skiing there in the winter or hiking and biking in the summer. It's absolutely fantastic and picturesque. Wow. I, my uncle has a a ski lodge up in Vermont. I've never been, but I've always wanted to go. And I was thinking, well, why, you know, typically when you think skiing, at least for me, cause I don't have a lot of snow down here in Texas, uh, Colorado and Wyoming mm. and, and such. And so, um, Vermont, like if you're in the East coast to go over there. Yeah. And definitely it's a smaller mountain than you're going to get out West in Colorado and Utah, but it's definitely worth visiting and it's still a challenging mountain. So I think sometimes skiers think you can't ski the East coast. It's, it's not as big. It's not as mighty as the West coast mountains, but it's definitely worth getting there. And it's also a great place for kids to learn to ski because the mountains aren't as intimidating. Oh, that's a good point because everyone needs to learn somewhere somehow. Yes. I <laughs> skied one time in my life. And I, after a couple of passes, I'm like, I'm done. I'm going to go with the lodge and go drink now and go get warm. <laughs> it's that pretty ski too. You can enjoy hot chocolate. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Right. Uh, yes. what does the, like, how does one get onto the destination list? Like what is the criteria that these places had to meet? So our writers are really the travel experts that put together this list. So between the seven writers that we worked with for this book, they have been to most of these destinations and experienced them firsthand. So they had to be quality destinations. They had to be beautiful, of course, but they also had to have enough to see and do while you're there that make it worth spending a weekend there, but also be compact enough that you can do most of it in a weekend. You don't need that that week long or that 10 day adventure. So they really scoured the globe to say this destination can be conquered in 72 hours at most. And you can get the most out of your trip in that short amount of time. Awesome. That sounds wonderful. Cause we, you know, we talked about this earlier, how 
weekends are really sometimes the only option, especially now that school's back in session and mm-hmm. uh, maybe there's not as much virtual and everyone just wants to get out of their house and get out of yeah. their city because they've already seen it all because they staycationed for so long. <laughs> exactly. I think we're all itching to get away. So it's like, oh, we have this three day weekend. We have two days. Let's go do something. And it could be camping an hour away from your home, or it could be going hopping on a plane and spending three days somewhere, but it gets your family out of the house and doing something. Cause I think we're all growing a little tired of finding ways to entertain our kids in our own homes. So oh gosh, this yes. is a good way to do it. Cause we were a teacher. We were mom, dad, maid, like yes, everything. everything. <laughs> and they're tired of each other too. And it's like, they're tired of their oh. toys. They're tired of their houses. So it, it's definitely meant to save us a bit. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And so there's a thousand perfect weekends. Is there one in particular that you would be the most excited to go to, or if you're planning on, on going to out of this list? So the top of my bucket list, and it's an international one, but I think it's partially because I'm itching to fly somewhere internationally right now, but I love traveling for adventure and thrills and, um, Auckland, New Zealand is the adventure capital of the world, but a short drive away is South Island, New Zealand. And they have this great adventure that I love. I do think it's actually family friendly where you enter tube through a cave system that is illuminated by glow worms. So if you actually see um, the picture in the book, it looks like you're under a night sky, but those are actually glow worms that are lighting the cave Luminescence. Yeah. Bioluminescence. Exactly. Bioluminescence. And it's so stunning. And I think the whole family could enjoy that. That's the coolest thing. Uh, I was on a vacation and we did like a kayaking and I don't do outdoor stuff. I'm not very, <laughs> I just don't, I just, I had a, I have a bad back and I've had a couple of surgeries. So I get very weary about outdoor things. Uh, but kayaking at night, I was like, I don't even kayak during the day, but we did a kayaking trip and it. it was a bioluminescence. And when you put like, it was, it was super cool. You couldn't get it on camera, uh, like a typical camera, but yeah, it was it's a cool thing. It's hard to capture, but I think you're probably talking about the one in Puerto Rico. Maybe that's the most popular. I think it was Grand Cayman. I think it was Grand Cayman. Okay. Yeah, there is one there, but I think that, you know, those are the Puerto Rico bioluminescence is actually in the book and it's a really fun adventure. And it's cool. Cause like you dip your paddle in and it's like, it follows you like a stream of stars. Very avatar. If you've seen that movie, yes, exactly. very avatar <laughs> and it's super neat and it was super dark. And I was like, oh my gosh, we're going to die. And you see this one light, like with the stick, like on the back of like the, the right. guide but it was like don't lose them (laughs) no like stay there like we'll just keep going but it was very neat and you got to see the blues and it was it was quite incredible so yeah that would be something on the top of my list well I am super excited to dip in more on the book and I hope I encourage my listeners to go and and grab themselves a copy can you tell them where we can find it and where we can find you Yes, absolutely. So the book is sold wherever books are. So Amazon, Barnes and Noble, you can go to nationalgeographic.com as well to buy the book. Um, you can follow us on Nat Geo Books on Twitter and Facebook, and you can find me on Instagram at Allie Wren, A-L-L-Y-R-E-N dot edits. Um, and I'll post all of the time about these thousand perfect weekend getaways as I try them out for myself too. <laughs> How fun. Well, thank you so much for being here. And I'm super excited for them to see this book and uh, good luck and have fun on those next couple of trips that you're going to be taking. Thank you. And thank you so much for having me. It's been fun. (laughs) Thank you. And and listeners, thank you so much for uh, listening to another episode of the Chaos and Cookies 
podcast. All the links uh, to the book will be in the show notes and we'll catch you on the next episode. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Chaos and Cookies podcast. If you want more goodies and friends to share them with, follow the crumbs to the Facebook group or visit the Chaos and Cookies website to grab my sweet secrets on how to calm your cookies. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. See y'all next week for another episode of Chaos and Cookies.